Hey guys, welcome to my podcast, Millennial Pillow Talk. I am your host, Monique Esparza. Millennial Pillow Talk is a bi-weekly podcast centered around what it means to be a millennial in today's world. I am a Latina business owner and an expert in millennial influence. On this podcast, I discuss everything you can imagine, from deep conversations such as surviving sexual abuse, being a woman in the workplace, to light-hearted conversations such as dating and empowering millennials to be their authentic self. I have various guests on the show from different generations to share their experiences and wisdom to help us millennials while we're trying to figure out this game called life. Hey guys, what is up? Welcome back to Millennial Pillow Talk. Thank you so much for tuning in. So on today's episode, we are going to be talking about sexual harassment and specifically sexual harassment in the workplace. So if you follow me on Instagram, I had posted a 365 days since video and it was about the day that I put in my two weeks notice up to the one year anniversary and kind of what I've been able to do in the past 365 days. So I just talked about like hanging out with my family, kind of chilling and traveling, starting my companies, what I'm doing now. I really didn't get into like the emotional side of it. um, And that's kind of what I want to talk about today. So I left my job due to sexual harassment amongst um, a few other things, but the sexual harassment piece was the main reason. I was aware of it, they were aware of it, the field guys were aware of it, my family was aware of it, like we all agreed that that's what it was. So, like I said, this podcast is not intended to bash anybody um, or start drama, but it is what it is, you know, it, it happened, so I have the right to talk about it. There are two categories that sexual harassment in the workplace can fall into. So the first one is a hostile work environment, which is um, verbal abuse, abuse of power, sexual jokes, um, that sort. And then there is a quid pro quo, which means uh, this for that. So sexual favors in exchange for something. So unfortunately, I wasn't really educated in like the sexual harassment side of it. Like I didn't start to do research and figure out ways I could have prevented it, what it means and all that stuff until after um, I left. So that is what I want to talk about in today's podcast, kind of what happened um, and then how I kind of regained my strength after. So sexual harassment is not always about sex. It's about power and the power that somebody is holding over you. Normally when um, there is sexual harassment in the workplace, it is from someone higher above um, and they do this because they have control. So it had pretty much started from the beginning. Um, There was a lot of red flags that kept popping up, um, but I was 21 at the time And I felt that I've, like, I could take it and that it was kind of common for, 
like construction guys to joke around and be inappropriate. Like I feel like that is a common thing, right? Like in movies when a girl is walking by construction guys, like they're catcalling. So let's kind of go through the timeline. So I started at 21. Um, I got hired right on the spot because they knew me. I knew them. They knew my dad. We were all, we all knew each other. I loved what I did. I worked my way up to a project manager slash junior estimator. And by that time I was 23. So when I left, sorry, when I started, I was 21. When I left, I was 23. And I felt that I moved up so quickly in the company um, and I loved what I did. I loved the responsibilities I had. I loved the field guys. I was super like cool with my inspectors. Like everything was great. And I feel like I had put up with so much because I cared so deeply about my job. But obviously it got to a certain point where I just could not take it anymore and I had to leave. So it started off, I don't want to say innocent because nothing is innocent about sexually harassing somebody, but it started off like comments about how I looked and then it got into like sexual comments and then it got into like actual like physical. And him and I worked so close um, because he was kind of like training me, if you will, like I was just doing his job pretty much. So I kind of became resentful towards him because he was supposed to be training me, but then he would make inappropriate comments towards me. So then I would kind of like shut down and I would avoid asking him questions. And then I wasn't making deadlines. Like it was just one thing after another. And it really started to affect my job and my position. Comments were made all the time. And it's not like we had offices. It was kind of like two huge rooms. And like people could hear the stuff that he was saying to me and nobody really like defend, actually not even nobody really, nobody defended me or came to my rescue type thing. Like, Hey, that's inappropriate because I would be like, stop it. Like, that's not funny. Like what's wrong with you? Like I would snap back at him because like, I wanted him to know like, Hey dude, that's so inappropriate. Like you're one of my bosses. Like what is your problem? You just never knew what you were going to get when he came in. It was either like mad at the world. He was your best friend. He was making comments about me. I just didn't know what I was going to get. And like the uneasy feeling that I would get when I would hear his truck pull up, like it still makes me sick. So this went on for a really long time. And there were so many times that I wanted to leave because I was so unhappy there because of him. I loved what I did, obviously, like I said, but it was him that was just getting to me. But I felt that if I left, I would be disappointing the owners. I would be letting them down. I would be letting the field guys down. I just, I was trying to fix everyone's issues and not worrying about myself. So the cherry on top was when we were on a job walk and we were with the gas company and the electrical company. And I had built a really good relationship with my inspectors. Um, They knew my dad. We had been working together for a few months and I felt that we had a really good relationship. I was doing it, you know, for myself and obviously to help out the company. Um, So he made the comment or he actually looked at me and asked me a question 
And I said, oh, yeah, like, I know. And he was like, oh, somebody's on their period in front of everybody. And I was so embarrassed. Like, I just remember wanting the earth to open up and just eat me up. I, like, I just wanted to die. I was holding my tears back. And then he had the audacity to be like, oh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Walking towards me, trying to hug me. And I'm like, do not touch me. So obviously, like, how awkward is that, you know? Not just for me, but for everybody else. And I ended up remaining really good friends with one of the inspectors that was there. Um, And we had talked about it when I left. And I even texted him today because I was like, hey, do you remember that time we were on a job walk? And -and so-and-so made that really inappropriate comment. And he was like, yeah, I do remember. Like, I remember the moment after when we looked at each other. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, I just wanted to make sure, like, I had my facts straight and stuff. And he was like, oh, yeah, I remember thinking, like, wow, that's really not cool. And we kind of just looked at each other, like, did he really just tell you that? So I kind of brushed it off in that moment. And I just, I didn't want people to think that I was moving up so quickly in the company at 23. I was a project manager slash junior estimator. Like, I was killing it, you know? And I didn't want them to think that I was doing it like, you know, quid pro quo and kind of moving up because I was doing like some sexual stuff to get to the position that I was in because that was definitely not the case. And for him to act so inappropriate in front of our inspectors, like it made me so angry. So we continued um, tasking and one of the project managers came up to me and he was like, hey, like, what's up? And I was like, hey trying to act like, you know, nothing's wrong. That didn't just happen. And he was like, are you good? And I was like, yeah, I'm good. And he was like, no, seriously, like, are you good? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, you know, you don't have to put up with that stuff. And I'm like, I know. And he was like, I would give you like a definite, like great recommendation if you ever decided to leave. And I was like, (laughs) okay, thanks. Like, I just tried to play it off because I knew that if I talked about it, like I would start crying and I was not about to cry on a job block. So I kind of just broke down in my car on the way back to the office because I'm like, this is ridiculous. At this point um, of working there, I would go on vacation and I would take my laptop with me. I worked on weekends. We would go on family trips and I would be working outside. Like I was always working on call whenever they needed anything. And I just felt that I was working so hard and it just wasn't worth everything that I was going through. So I ended up talking to my dad and I'm like, hey, I really want to get out of this job. Like, I think it's time. And he was like, okay, like, you know, if you decide to leave, just make sure you have a backup plan. So the next few weeks, I started talking to other companies and there was one company that I really wanted to go work for. And he was like, absolutely, you can come work here, but just give me some time because I don't really know when I can bring you on. And I was like, okay. He was like, just hold tight. So during that time, I started working on my resume, you know, getting stuff together. He would come into the office. I would ignore him. So it really started to affect my work because we worked so closely together. And I just, I honestly stopped caring. Like I felt numb towards the whole situation. Like, I really didn't care that stuff wasn't getting done and that 100% was not like me. 
There were other issues going on um, in the office, but when it came to like work stuff, so I kind of just like mentally checked out because I'm like, this isn't even my company. Why am I getting so stressed out if they don't even care? So like I said, the emotional and physical issues that come along with sexual harassment are anxiety, stress, depression, decreased confidence, loss of sleep and appetite, weight fluctuations, nausea, and um, headaches. So for me personally, when I get really overwhelmed um, and anxious, I sleep a lot. I would come home from work and just sleep and I wouldn't wake up until it was time to go to work. So one in three women actually suffer from sexual harassment and 71% never reported. This company did not have, well, actually, no, I take that back. They may have had a sexual harassment policy, but there was no sexual harassment training that was ever given. Like I said, our HR girl was an HR girl, quote unquote, like super unapproachable. You couldn't ask her for anything without getting like mad attitude She wasn't trained in human resources. She came from a bank. Like, she was not the person fit for that job. And that was another reason why I was having such a hard time with the bosses. Because it was affecting the guys out in the field. And that was one more thing that I was taking on. So not only was I doing my job, I was also doing the HR girl's job. um, Because she was not approachable. Like, nobody in our office was approachable. And it was really irritating to me because we had another project manager and he, I felt like he kind of checked out too. Like everybody checked out and then here I am trying to like save the company with the other owner because I felt, actually don't even know why I felt so strong about it, but I just genuinely loved it and I cared about it. So the day that I put in my two weeks notice, I was not expecting that to happen I was on my way to work and I had a work meeting that evening. So I knew that I was going to be working past normal working hours. So I decided to go in a little later and I was on the 71 and he calls and he tells me, Hey, you've been acting really weird recently. Like I want to know what's wrong. And when I tell you my stomach dropped, my stomach dropped. I do not like conflict. Um, if I could just sleep it off and ignore it. You know, I would, but that is something that I'm working with my therapist on because I am a great person to ignore stuff. So I digress. My stomach just went into like knots. It dropped. I felt so sick immediately. And he was like, it's also word on the street that you're looking for a job. And I'm like, dang, who would have told him that like I was looking for another job? So I was like, oh, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Mm, Don't know. So I was like, something is wrong, but I'm not going to talk to you about it. And honestly, when I tell you that that was so powerful and like invigorating to say, God, I felt like I was on the top of the world just to tell him like, you know what? Yeah, there is something wrong, but I'm not going to tell you. So he was like, okay. And I was like, I'll talk to like the owner about it. When I got to the office, I wrote down a list of pretty much everything I had issues with. In the company, there were issues that I was trying to fix. um, And obviously, him being a pervert was one thing. So, I 
my boss came up to me and he was like, hey, like we have, you know, the meeting tonight. Uh, let's go to Starbucks before and we can talk. And I was like, okay, yeah, sounds good. Oh, when I tell you I had the most uneasy feeling ever, okay? My stomach was hurting so bad. You know when you go on a roller coaster and you drop and like your stomach ends up in your throat? That is a feeling that I felt all day long. I felt so sick. And I knew that I was just reaching my breaking point because a few days earlier I went to go get lunch and he had said something to me and I completely lost it. I was like, crying so much and I was like what am I doing here like why why am I putting myself through this you know like I don't deserve this I am such a good hard worker like there's no reason why I'm being treated like this so I knew that like once you start crying in the workplace and like you literally can't even function like it's time to go. Like, there are serious issues. There are emotional things happening. Like, it's time to exit left. So, I wrote down everything that was wrong. And on the way to Starbucks, it was about a 45-minute drive where we had to go. So, we picked a Starbucks nearby where our meeting was. And we were talking. So, hold on. Let me back up. Oh, gosh. So, on the way there, I called my dad. And I'm like, hey... I don't know what's going to happen, but like, if things don't go good, I'm going to have to put in my two weeks notice. And he was like, okay, like, you know, that's fine. But you know, what are you going to do for work? And I'm like, I have no idea. So I called my aunt and honestly, I don't think I would have been able to do any of this without her, like quitting my job, starting a company, like finding myself again, like realizing how incredible I am, like what a hard worker I am, that like I can be an entrepreneur um, and a business owner. So I call her and I kind of tell her what's going on. And she was like, you need to leave, like put in your two weeks notice um, and like we're going to figure it out. So I was like, well, I'm just afraid that in two weeks, I'm not going to have a job. Like this person is supposed to hire me, but he just doesn't know when he can hire me. And she was like, it's fine. Like in two weeks, you're going to still have a job. Like I will make sure of it. And I was like, okay. So that really took off so much stress on me. So I was able to just go into that meeting and pretty much lay everything on the table. So we get to Starbucks. I literally couldn't even speak without like breaking down and crying. So I'm sitting there. I didn't even like really talk about like the office issues. <laughs> I went through a few of them and then like I was just, I broke down crying and I pretty much told him everything. What like the comments he was saying, how it was getting to me, how he embarrassed me at a job walk. Um, and I just felt that I was letting him down. Because me and the owner got along so well, like he was such a hard worker and I 100% respect that. He was so hardworking and I just, I wanted to take the pressure off of him too because he had so much on his plate that I would work super hard, you know, anything he needed, I was there to help him out and like I kind of had to realize like it's not my company, like there were things that I was trying to fix to better his company. So I'm crying and I just kept telling him like, you have daughters. If they were in the same position as me, 
What would you want them to do? Or how would you feel? Like, how do you think my dad feels about this? So he understood and he was super apologetic um, and like reassured me that I wouldn't have to see him until like I wanted to or I wanted to talk to him. So I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know how the individual was going to react. And unfortunately, I felt so bad. And I don't know why. Like, it's making me so emotional. Oh, because when it came to business, he was so good. <laughs> like, he taught me a lot. And, like, it was just the personal stuff that I couldn't really deal with anymore. If it would have just been, um, he only had to talk to me about work, like, I could have lived with that. But I knew that that wasn't possible. And I just genuinely felt that... I was letting my bosses down or the owners down. Obviously, I feel um, very strongly about the situation still. Not so much the situation, but I genuinely did love working there. I loved what I did. I loved the field guys. I loved my inspectors, the owners. There were issues, yes, but they still gave me so many opportunities that I would have never been able to have if I was at a larger corporation. And I am so internally grateful, eternally, not internally, eternally grateful um, for them and for giving me those responsibilities. And I literally told them that like a hundred times even after I put in my two weeks. But what really hurt me, I think, was nobody speaking up. Like, yeah, I felt that I was letting them down by not, you know, staying and putting up a fight. And even the owner told me, like, I feel like I've let you down. Like, I feel like I let your dad down. Like, I should have protected you. I was supposed to protect you. If it wasn't for my aunt, I probably would have been... I don't want to say like still angry because I mean, honestly, how long can you be angry for? And I'm not crying because I'm angry. I'm crying because like it just brings back all of the emotions. Like I'm not angry that um, it happened. You know, I think that I'm very thankful for any situation, good or bad, that has happened to me in my life because I would not be the person that I am today if they didn't happen. So I'm not upset about that. Um, I mean, obviously, like, I really do miss working with them. I miss the job. I miss the field employees. I really do miss a lot. But I was just really disappointed in how it was handled because something like that could have been prevented. Um, somebody should have spoken up a lot sooner because I felt like I was doing everything I could he would try to like tickle me in the office or touch my hair, like stuff like that. And I like would tell him like, dude, stop, like don't touch me. Like so many times I spoke up so loud and nobody did anything. Like it wasn't brought to his attention. Like it was, everybody saw what was going on. Like they saw me telling him to stop, you know? And I learned so much um, from that company on what kind of boss I want to be and what I don't want to do or how I don't want to make my employees feel. So after the two weeks, um, I had told one of the owners like, hey, 
I know that I'm leaving abruptly and I felt so bad because I had so many responsibilities and it went on to somebody else who was not qualified to do what I was doing. So I told him like, hey, I will still work for you, you know, for a few more weeks um, and I will help you out because I felt so horrible about it. And honestly, I just, I don't know why I felt so bad, but I did. So after those few weeks were up, um, I just felt so angry again. Like the emotions came up. I think it was because I was not doing what I wanted to do. I didn't have a set schedule. Um, I, like I said, I was like mourning the loss. So one day my aunt, I was kind of venting. And she was like, okay, now think of all of like the positive things that happened. Like, yeah, there were some negative, but what were the positive things that came out of it? And I was like, okay. So I went home and I wrote a list and I actually have the list that I wrote down for myself. And it was, I was upset that I had to leave, but the positive was now I could start my own company. I was upset that I had to use my own car on job sites because it kind of did get a little trashed inside. Like there, I would have like shovels in my car and stuff like that. I would have cones. Um, But the positive was that I got to put my car to good use. I was never paid for overtime hours and I was taking on responsibilities that weren't even mine. But the positive was that I gained experience and the list goes on and on. But it really did help me kind of take myself out of the equation because everything that I was upset about was kind of like, I don't want to say self-centered, but self-centered. And I just needed to take a step back and think of all of the great things that they did do for me too. So especially now, I, in my company, um, I am so organized, let me tell you. (laughs) but it was because the owner expected me to be so organized. Like he taught me how to be so organized and I am so thankful for that. You know, because of them, I learned how to pull permits. I knew how to call in USA tickets. Um, I knew how to set up jobs with, you know, inspectors. I knew how to send out professional emails. I learned payroll. Like there were so many things that I kind of had to just take a step back, breathe, and just be thankful. Because I was looking at all of the negative, and obviously when you think of, you know, negative things, it just gets you worked up and you're upset. But I am very thankful that they gave me so many responsibilities. Um, I have nothing but respect for them still. And I want them to succeed. You know, they were a really fun, great company to work for, you know. Unfortunately, it had to end. So if it wasn't for the situation, if it would have maybe been handled differently, I probably wouldn't have left. I wouldn't have started my own construction consulting company. I wouldn't have been able to start the two new companies that are in the works right now. And I mean, it definitely taught me, like I said, what kind of boss I want to be and I have nothing but respect for them. You know, I'm very thankful for everything that they've taught me. But I still want to be able to use what I've learned to help others. So if you're going through something, um, whether it be involving sexual harassment or sexual abuse, and you don't have anybody to talk to or you don't feel comfortable talking to your family or friends, 
please reach out to me. Please DM me on Instagram. Um, I would love to be able to be that person that is there for you because I know how it feels. I know how you may be embarrassed um, or you just don't feel ready to talk to your family about it. So let me be that person for you. Feel free to reach out to me. So one of the persons that I used to watch was Gretchen Carlson, and she was pretty much the one that helped me get educated on sexual harassment um, because I really, like I said, wasn't, like, I really didn't know much about it. So I would highly recommend, you know, looking into that. Um, If you are going through something, it's not your fault, you know. I know it is scary, and sometimes you don't want to speak up because... It is involving your career, and even though they say, like, oh, you know, your job will still be protected, like, trust me, I know that it's a scary feeling, um, and you're not alone, unfortunately. There are so many women that are going through that, and it's not what you wear. (laughs) That, like, literally, that, it bugs me when people say that, you know. Well, look at what she's wearing. She's asking for it. I wasn't asking for it. I am not saying that that was said about me, but I'm just saying like when people say that in general, nobody is asking to be raped. Nobody is asking to be molested. Nobody is asking to be harassed. Nobody is asking to be violated and disrespected. I, like I said, I wore jeans, hoodies, t-shirts. I didn't go to work dressed provocatively. Um, it just, I happened to work for someone that abused his power, unfortunately. But one thing that he would always tell me was, it's not always greener on the other side. And I am here to tell you, it is greener on the other side. It is so green, okay? I got llamas in my green pastures and cute little cows, and it is sunshine and rainbows So don't let somebody stop you from being the best you. And if you feel like you've lost your power, don't worry. You'll get it back. You just have to know to stand up for yourself and just remember that it's not your fault. And do not underestimate yourself. And know that enough is enough. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Please, like I said, if you are going through anything and you just want a friend, feel free to reach out to me. My Instagram is Monique Esparza underscore, or you can reach me at Millennial Pillow Talk on Instagram. Before we close out today's episode, I wanted to give a shout out to my favorite small business. I realized that I didn't shout out one last week in my episode, so I'm so sorry about that. So I'm actually going to be shouting out two of my favorite small businesses. So one of them is Obsessed Beauty, and it is ran by one of my high school friends, Crystal. She is an incredible, hardworking millennial. She has a boutique in West Covina, but due to COVID, everything is online. So you can shop her store at obsessed-beauty.com, and she is on Instagram at obsessedbeauty underscore. And then the second one is one of my good friends. We met over Instagram, but I really do love her. I am always wearing her merchandise because she has a lineman apparel line um, and she has super cute stuff. So even if you're not even in the industry, 
go support. Her stuff is hot fire. So her Instagram is Line Life Supply Co. Um, and you can shop her online shop at linelifesupply.com. So once again, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I do want to go kind of more in depth um, about sexual harassment and bring on some guests. But for today, that is all I have. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk soon.